want to share with you about the power of thanksgiving. You're going to be amazed at how important it is to thank God. You know, it's not just right that we should glorify God and give him thanks, but it's essential for his manifestations in your life, for answered prayer. You see, thanksgiving opens the door to more blessing in your life. Psalm 100 starts by saying, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's the first thing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's how our prayer should start, with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You see, there's praise and thanksgiving. They go together as twins. Praise is about the character of God. It's declaring the character of God, the goodness of God. And thanksgiving is about what God does for us. It's about acknowledging his acts, what he does for us. And they're both important. But what I want to share with you today is particularly about thanksgiving. Because there are two kinds of thanksgiving. Now, this is really going to help you understand this subject. There are two kinds of thanksgiving. The first is the basic kind of thanksgiving, which is based on the manifestation. And the second kind of thanksgiving is based on the promise. Now, let me explain that to you. Let's say a father gives his son a birthday present. And the son, hopefully, gives thanks uh, for that bicycle, perhaps. Or perhaps you do something special for your friend. And they should give thanks. And that's simple politeness. And ingratitude really is ugly. And what would happen if you did something for your friend and they just took it for granted? Well, actually, you'd be less likely to do it again, wouldn't you? Because when appreciation is shown, then, you know, for instance, you do something for your children and they're so grateful. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mommy. You know, you want to do more for them. But if they just take you for granted there, then you'll tend to do less. And when we give thanks to God for what he has done for us, instead of just complaining about things that we don't have, you know, if we uh, thank him for what he has done for us, that opens the door for him to do more in our life. And so that's the first kind of thanksgiving. But the second kind of thanksgiving is a higher form of thanksgiving. And that's what I want to emphasize today. For instance, let's say a son asks his dad for a bicycle. <clears throat> and the father says, okay, I will get you one, son. You'll get you one on your birthday. And what should that son do there? Now, if the son just stood back and said, well, okay, said nothing, I'll wait and see if that happens. That wouldn't be good. Because if he has faith in his father and his father's word, then he will say, thanks, Dad, on the basis of his promise. Before he can even see this new bicycle, he will start giving thanks to his father because he has the promise. And because his father is reliable, he's faithful, then having the promise is as good as having the bike itself. And so he gives thanks on the basis of the promise, on the basis of the character of the one who made the promise. And this kind of thanksgiving is actually praise because it's based, it's declaring the good character. When he says, thanks, Dad, he is declaring that his father is good and faithful. 
praise God. And so this is a higher level of faith. And it actually pleases God more than ordinary thanksgiving. And it's what the Bible calls the sacrifice of praise, or it would be better translated, the sacrifice of, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. This is an important phrase. You see, this son, when, when God gives us his promise, when we truly believe his promise because he's faithful, what will we do? The first sign that we have believed his promise is that we will start giving thanks, even before we see it. Now, if, if we say, well, I'll wait to see if God actually does it, that would show we have no confidence or faith in God's word. Well, let's look first at the first kind of thanksgiving, because many Christians don't even do that, let alone the second type. I want to ask you this question. Have you thanked God properly for all that he's already done for you? Or are you so focused on all the things that you're lacking in that you haven't even been polite to God? You haven't even been grateful for what he has done for you? Yes, count your blessings one by one. See what the Lord has done. Praise God. We, there's so much we should thank God for. And we should start getting specific by counting our blessings one by one. And we've all received grace from God. We've all got something to thank God for. And that's where faith begins, by thanking God for what he's done. And that opens our heart up to receive more from God. It's the first step toward God. And as we start getting specific, more and more things come to mind. And we start giving thanks. For instance, what can you thank God for? Thank God for your salvation. Thank God that your name is written in heaven. Thank God that he loves you and that he's got a plan and purpose for your life. Thank God for creation that he made you and that he provides all that you need in this, in this world. Thank God for Jesus and what he went through on the cross. Thank God for his blood that he shed for you that cleanses you and heals you. Thank God for your gifts and your abilities that God has given you. Thank God for every kindness from other people, because that's all from God. Thank God for daily wisdom and strength, opportunities, health. Thank God for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Praise God. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Bible and, and the men and the women who gave their lives that we might have the Bible that we have. Thank God for books and tapes and all the ways we can receive God's words. Thank God, I thank God for being born in this century with all the modern conveniences and, you know, all, all that goes with that. I wouldn't have wanted to live 500 years ago, thank you very much. So I thank God for that. Praise God. I thank God that I was born in a free country where I could hear the gospel. Praise God. Thank God for eternity in heaven, forgiveness of sins, healing for my body. Hallelujah. Thank God for family and friends and church, opportunities to serve God, for my work, for the ability to get up in the morning. Thank God for my body and my health. And some of you are thinking, well, oh, I've, my knee hurts. Well, thank God you've got a knee. And thank God the other knee is working fine. Oh, but my nose is a bit stuffed up. Well, thank God you've got a nose. <laughs> You see, you can always focus on the one little thing that isn't quite right and forget all the things that you have got going for you. Praise God. Well, thank God for his life in me. Thank God for the new birth. Thank God that the Holy Spirit's changing me to be like Jesus. Thank God for his financial provisions. And most of all, thank God for Jesus. Praise God, our Lord and Savior. There's so many things we can thank God for. I want you to turn to the story of the ten lepers 
in Luke chapter 17, and it and starts in verse 11. And I'll skip a few verses, but basically, ten lepers came to Jesus. And they cry out, and they say, Jesus, have mercy upon us. And Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, it says, they were cleansed. Leprosy was a terrible skin disease, and, and as it advanced, actually fingers and different parts of the body could fall off. And, uh, and so they were cleansed, which means that infectious disease was stopped in its tracks. Praise God. And they showed themselves to the priests. The priests would check them out and declare them free from leprosy. And it says in verse 15 that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on, on his face, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. What did he do? And Jesus' response was, this man had done the right thing. He had given thanks. He'd taken the effort to give thanks. Whereas the others just got on with their lives and didn't even bother to give thanks to Jesus. And Jesus says, weren't there ten cleansed? What's happened to the other nine? And then he says to the one that did give thanks, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. I love that. Now I want you to notice that the ten lepers were all cleansed. The leprosy was stopped, but only one of them gave thanks, and the one who gave thanks was made whole. That meant that the work of God did not stop in him. See, with the others, they were cleansed, but God did not complete that work. He couldn't, because their heart wasn't open to it. But the one who came back, his fingers started growing back. He was made whole again. Every part of the body that had been damaged by that leprosy wasn't just cleansed, but now it was fully restored, fully functional again. Praise God. He was made whole. He says, your faith, because you gave thanks, you were made whole now, you see. And that's the key. If you don't give thanks, then what God has started in you cannot continue to work because you've blocked it. But as you give thanks for what God has already done for you, so you open the door for God to continue and to complete and to make you whole. Praise God. Not only will God stop the bad, but he will continue and fully restore you. Why didn't the others go back and give thanks? Well, I got a special revelation about this, about the other nine. One of them said, I was getting better anyway. The second one said, I deserved it. I had it coming. The third one said, he just told me to go. It was my faith that got me healed. The fourth one gave the glory to the priest. The fifth one said, I'll probably soon get worse again anyway. The sixth one said, I don't have time to go back to Jesus. I'm too busy now. I've got, got a new job. The seventh one said, well, it's about time God healed me. The eighth one said, well, it was spontaneous remission. The ninth one said, oh, I won't go back. You'll just want my money. Well, the tenth one did go back, and he received the fullness of his healing. Yes, when you're thankful for the, the, what God has done for you, you open the door for him to do more and more and more. But your ingratitude will stop the grace of God working in your life. Well, I want to go on now to the second type of thanksgiving, which is a higher form of thanksgiving altogether. What I've talked about so far is just politeness, acknowledging what God has done for you, and not trying to pretend that uh, it's somehow because of you. But now, I want you to take you to a higher level of faith. You see, 
When we don't see the answer yet, we don't feel like thanking God. Our flesh doesn't feel like thanking God. But he has given us his word. And we can thank him based on his faithfulness. If he's promised you healing, and you believe that promise, and you receive that promise, even before you see that healing manifested, you can give thanks for his word, for his promise, that he's healing you, you see. And that is faith. But that's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Yes, when, you're, when you absolutely feel that healing in your body, then of course it's easy to give thanks. But this takes a lot of faith. If you don't see that healing, if you still feel weak, you still feel that pain, and yet you say, God, I thank you that your healing power is working in me. That's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You're thanking God in faith based on his word. Your flesh doesn't want to do it. You've got to, you've got to die to your flesh and express your faith, you see. That's why it's called a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Yes, it's easy to thank God when you see the answer, but when you do it based on the promise alone, then that's faith. Now, the Hebrews had a number of words for praise and thanksgiving, and one of those words is the word tawdah, T-O-W-D-A-H. And it means to extend the hands in faith, adoration, and thanksgiving. And it particularly is used for this sacrifice of thanksgiving. And this time the hands are raised in a receiving posture. And the person is going, Lord, I thank you that you've given me your promises. I believe your promise and I receive. I receive the answer and I give you thanks for it. You see? And thanksgiving, you know, isn't just about thanking God what he has done, but what he will do for us. That's thanking him in faith. Praise God. And this is a praise to God because we are declaring his good character, that he's true to his word. You see, this is what Hebrews 13, 15 says. Let us continually, we're meant to, this should be lifestyle. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise or the sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is the fruit of our lips, confessing or literally giving thanks to his name. Yes, as we give thanks to his name, his character, that he is true to his word, we are offering the sacrifice of praise. Yes, even when we don't feel like it. We might say to our flesh, we may not feel like it, but do it. Give God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And this word tauda is in the causative form, which means that it, it is causing something. It's bringing something to pass. And what it does is something amazing. And it's described in Psalm 50, 23. I want you to mark this verse because this is a major verse. Psalm 50, 23, which says... Whosoever offers praise, and this is the word tauda, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Whosoever offer, offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me. Yes, you're glorifying God, his good, goodness. And to him who orders his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. Let me tell you, this is not a good translation. Let me tell you what it really says. Literally, whoever offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me, says God, and he establishes a highway by which I will show the salvation of God. Did you see that? It actually says that when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, you establish a highway. 
It's easy to remember that. That's my name. It's the Hebrew word Derek. You establish a Derek, a highway in the spirit through which the salvation of God, the manifestation, the answer to your prayer comes through. You see, you prepare a way for the glory of God to be revealed. But now for it to come to pass, you have to establish a highway so that it can come from the spirit into the natural. How do you establish a highway through which the glory of God, the salvation of God, will be manifested? How can it be shown? And the highway is established as you give thanks. The sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Lord, your promise is true. Thank you that your, my healing is coming through. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing your word to pass. And as you give him thanks, so you open up a highway for God's power to come through. And that's what I want you to see. Yes, you believe you receive the promise, and then you start giving thanks for it. And as you do that, the power comes to pass. That's why your prayers must be mixed with thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yes, some people are just praying and praying and praying. But if there's no thanking in your prayers, there's something wrong. Because you want to mix it with thanksgiving. What kind of thanksgiving? Thank you, Lord, you've heard my prayer. Thank you, Lord, your promise is true. Thank you, Lord, you're answering my prayer. You see? And then you will enjoy the peace of God because you've opened up the way for God to move. I want you to see that thanksgiving makes a way where there is no way. Like at the Red Sea crossing, you know, Israel had the promise of deliverance. God promised them deliverance from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. And as they stood there before the Red Sea, they were trapped, and it seemed like their enemies were upon them. And they were saying, God, do something. Show your power. Fulfill your promise. And God said to them, no, you do something. Moses, lift up the rod. And when Moses lifted up the rod, the waters parted, and a highway was produced through which their salvation went. And you see, what is the rod? It represents the name of Jesus, the name of God. And when we lift up the name of God in praise, hallelujah, then that creates a highway in the Spirit through which God's salvation flows. What about when they came to Jericho? God had promised them to victory over Jericho and all these walled cities. And so God knew that there was a danger of their unbelief, so God said, you mustn't say anything for seven days. And for seven days they marched around Jericho, meditating on God's promises, that God was giving them the victory. And then they were told, at a certain moment, you are to release your thanksgiving to God, that his promise is true, and they all gave a wonderful shout of thanksgiving, and then the walls came tumbling down. The walls didn't come down, and then they shouted. That would be easy, wouldn't it? Hooray, the walls have come down. No, it was a shout of faith. They were thanking God that God was giving them the victory. And then the walls came down. What happened? As soon as all Israel in unity gave thanks to God, they created a highway in the Spirit. The angels came through and knocked those walls down. And when you face your Jericho, you walk around it, you look at it straight in the face, and you realize God's promised you victory there. And then you give your thanks to God. Thank God that he's going to knock those walls down. And as you release that thanksgiving, so God's highway is created for the angels to go and the power of God to flow. Praise God. God moved in each case 
after they gave the sacrifice of thanksgiving. What about Paul and Silas in, in jail in midnight? Well, they were thanking and praising God, and then God moved. Why? Because they opened up a highway in the Spirit for God's power to come through, and there was an earthquake, and they were all released, you see. Praise God. One of the great examples is Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. I'm sure you know the story. These massive armies came against them, way too big for them. And so they turned to God and said, God, you've promised in your word to protect us. And the prophet would come and give a word to them. And the prophet said, you won't even have to fight in this battle. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Don't be afraid. Just go out against them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And so they had God's promise. And then Jehoshaphat then did a very important thing. He appointed the choir that they should go out and praise the Lord. And they went out singing, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. What were they doing? They, that, this was the word tauda. They were giving thanks to the Lord for his covenant faithfulness endured forever. What were they saying? They were going out against the problem and saying, thank you, Lord, you're going to give us the victory. You've promised us the victory. And I want you to notice they were praising God for the victory before, and the problem was just as big as it ever was. But as they praised God for the victory, and they believed God for the victory, and they thanked him for the victory in advance, praise God, then God moved. You see, the problem seemed just as bad. But then it says in verse 22 that as they began to sing and to give sing praise, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy and the enemy started killing themselves off. I want you to notice that God only moved after they started giving thanks. They gave the sacrifice of praise and it was a sacrifice because if God wasn't going to do anything, they were marching to their death. But they gave a sacrifice of praise Hallelujah. And as soon as they started praising God and thanking God, the power of God moved through that highway in the Spirit and gave them the victory. Their praise and thanksgiving released the power of God. And God moved after they had created the way, the highway for that. You might think that when God gave them the promise, they'd all sit in their tent and have a cup of tea, wait for God to do it. But no, God wanted them to believe his word, act on his word and go forth thanking God. Hallelujah. And you may be facing a hard situation. You might face a big situation that's bigger. Ask God's help. Believe him, believe him for help. Now add thanksgiving to your prayers. Go forth against that problem and start giving thanks for his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. You're going to give me the health, the strength, the wisdom, the power I need for that situation. Thank you, Lord. You're going with me and you're going to give me the victory in this situation. And as you do that, you'll be creating a highway through which God's power can flow and you're going to have the victory. No wonder it says, in everything, give thanks.